Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. And this is the Holderness Family Podcast. <laughs> it's my movie trailer. What? This summer, <laughs> she's got it all <laughs> until she lost it all. Oh, wow. Uh, anywho, uh, thanks for joining us. And if you're listening to this on the day of its drop, it is July 4th. Yeah. And happy um, whatever, however you want to celebrate or commemorate this day. I hope you have a safe day. And if hope you have, yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, sorry. Nope. Oh, should we start again? No. No. I no, people start. like us with all of our foibles. I think we should start again. Now, let's keep on. Let's, let's power through. <laughs> We're going to power through. We're powering through. <laughs> We hope we hope that you had or are like having. However, you choose to celebrate. A, like, what does that even mean? Well, so what if you want to go on a boat and go wake surfing? What if you want to sit in your room and think about whether or not you want to celebrate independence? Like, what? Like, whatever you want to do. Okay. Anyway. Whatever you want to do, I support it. Or if you want to fly a big old flag and say, um, "Go America," I'm cool with that too. I love America. I do love our country. Yeah. I do love our country. I, I Sometimes the things that happen in it drive me bananas. Which is why I said I want you to celebrate however okay. you want. Hey, you guys, we're here right now. We're doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a shop. This is just our shameless plug portion of the podcast, HoldernessFamilyShop.com. We've got a lot of fun stuff in there, including our game, Family Face-Off, and we're going to have big news about Family Face-Off soon, so you should get a copy. Also, I wore uh, one of our hats, the currently adulting hat, in an Instagram story, and so many people ask, is that a, a, hat, a good hat for big heads? And I say, Allow yes. me to jump in here. Yes, the best hat for big heads. So when we were working on our business arrangement with our new provider as far as merchandise, everyone in this group was very... They were they were being sweet to me, but they were like, some people in our group have a giant head. No, I do too. I have um, a huge head. And I will say, I don't know many people who put on like a snapback trucker hat and say, oh, this is just too big for me. 
it's usually the the thing that you hear the most of is that it's too small. small. So it has been like it is the hat that I wear now because most other trucker hats, if if I like get them in water or I wash them or something after like one wash, they're too small. This one is a big. It's a big big hat. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. but if you have a small dainty head, you can adjust it. Anyway, wildernessfamilyshop.com. That is our shameless plug portion of the podcast. Today, uh, we are going to be, I don't know if we're going to call it a road If you're on a road trip, this might be a fun game for your family, okay? So uh, we went to Instagram and said, hey, do you have any questions for us? The first, I don't know, six or seven questions are going to be questions you can ask your family. And I love this on a road trip. My family, not so much. But these are good family discussion questions. So you ask the question and you give everybody a chance to give their yeah, own answer. Like, let's say there's four people. Yeah. Right. So we'll ask the question and then we'll lay out for a few seconds. Not the whole time. You just hit pause at that point. Yeah, and no. then we'll give you our answer. Exactly, we'll give you our answer. Yeah. And the next, more personal stuff, just about life updates. And we've got some life updates, y'all, and stuff like that. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the show today because I'm excited for it. Okay, this first question is a question that I love to ask, but somebody asked on Instagram. Thank you very much. What are your goals for the next year? Penn, what are your goals for the next year? Well... You mean between now and and June or and July the fourth of twenty twenty four? Oh gosh, I I mean I've I usually have a lot of goals. If you wanted me to give you my primary one, I would like to um, shepherd my children through what I think will be a really like mm. challenging year for each of them. Mm. I think that my daughter is about to go into this, and anyone you talk to who has kids they say that your junior year in high school is really tough because it's the first time you take your SAT. And it's also when you're taking a lot in a lot of cases, multiple honors or AP classes, and you really start narrowing down where it is that you might go to college. And that to me is like a scary time because it also makes me feel like that could be a time that maybe your dreams get narrowed down. It is a time when dreams get narrowed Narrowed down. down. So I want to, I want to help shepherd her through that as best I can. I want to help shepherd my son through what exactly what I went through in eighth grade, mm-hmm. which was being the um, smallest kid in my grade because puberty just doesn't hit the Holderness boys until they're 17 years old. Yeah. And um, I want to, and it, like it affects everything. It doesn't just affect your yeah. just looking at, you look at yourself in the mirror, you hear your friends and it's like, why, am, why am I this way? And the other guys aren't, and there's nothing you can say except just wait. And then you're going to be as tall as I am. Uh, so those are, that's, that's my biggest goal. I know it's not work. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say you're a much better person than I am because I hear goals. I instantly go to something based on productivity, which we talked about in our last podcast about, you know, this productivity mindset that I'm trying to crack. Uh, So I am so glad they have you as a dad because you can just run the business. No, but (laughs) I, I, that isn't God. What does that say about me that that wasn't? Uh, but that is a pri- that is my priority. If you ask where my brain is, if the percentage of brain space during mm-hmm. the day, most of the time it's on my kids. So do you see goals and priorities as two different things? Probably. It's probably the wording of it. I mean, we're not going to get into semantics here. It's not worth it. But I do think that's a brilliant goal. Mm-hmm. And if we, and we are super aligned on that, it is a hot topic. We got a lot of questions about the kids. We're not really including them here, but most of them wondering how we, we are handling this season of life. And we're, we have great kids, but they're humans and we're humans. So um, this next year will be telling. And so many, I mean, 
Yeah, the war stories from junior year of high school. I remember my junior year of high school being so hard. Um, anywho, I think my goals, <laughs> so this is, it did not center on my family. Um, which is fine, by the which way. Which is fine. If you and I both had uh, the goals about the family, I don't know that we would be able to continue our job. Yeah. So, yeah. You guys, we have yesterday around our dining room table with Sam and Anne Marie, and you've heard their voices before they work with us. We dreamed up off of a nugget of something Sam came up with, and then Anne Marie had this idea, and you had this idea, and it was this is a really wonderfully collaborative process i think the most fun game because we have family face off and we have exciting news about that to share very soon and we enjoyed the process so much that we wanted to make another game so my goal i would say is to get that into production in the next year our book manuscript is going to be handed over to editors and publishers by labor day so whatever Matt get that sort of finished because there's also still like the proofreading part of it yeah so I think like those getting getting across the finish line on those projects it's interesting you you mentioned two tangible items that you can hold in your hand I know I love that, that we are that we are always really excited to do because you can't hold this podcast in your hand can you <laughs> can you my friends <laughs> You can't hold a... But it is my favorite thing. You can't hold an Instagram video in your hands. You can hold the phone in your hands, but not the video. Okay. Well, I kind of skipped ahead here. So the next question, and I think this is a good one for your family, uh, to ask your family is, what brings you joy? What brings you joy? Yeah. Okay. uh, uh, They've paused. They've come back to us. We're about to tell you what brings us joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I... You know what? I think travel brings me a lot of joy. Travel yeah. and the travel and the adventure that comes around travel. We're about to do some traveling, which I I look <laughs> Are forward you exciting? to. I'm excited about it. Yeah, travel brings me joy, uh, particularly if it's to a place that has water on it. I mean, like an ocean, not like available bottled water. Yeah, or a lake. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, just, I mean, maybe not a retention pond, which is all Disney has, but that's where we're headed for that anyway. They have, they have lakes. I'm using air quotes. Yeah. We're headed to Disney um, and then to see my family. Tra- like travel and adventure probably brings me joy more than anything. Also like a really good sci-fi book um, mm. that makes me think really, I've, I've been trying to figure out why I like them so much. A really good sci-fi book that uh, makes me just realize how early we are as a species in our potential and abilities Mm -hmm. and also just how incredibly likely it is that we're not alone and it it takes me to a world where we explore that and there's a thousand different artist interpretations but i i don't think i'm obsessed with it yet it's if you ever left me or if i um ever like was alone and didn't have my family i think i would obsess over the possibilities of alien life and travel and stuff like that. I don't know why it just makes me so happy. I think it opens my mind and it makes me feel like the world means more and life means more and it's more precious. Mm -hmm. So that brings me joy. You bring me a lot of joy and my family bring me a lot of joy. They probably bring me the most joy, but that's, I don't, I mean, everyone's going to hear that and be like, Oh, come on, give me something else. Mm. Here's a brief list of things that bring me joy. The edges of a blondie. Do you know what a blondie <laughs> yeah. is? Oh, oh, you're asking them, yeah. Yes. Well, no, I'm asking you too. Oh, of course, okay. yeah. So it's like a chocolate chip cookie bar, basically, but the edges of it, I think we moved here, basically, because we Because were, of Foster's. We were visiting your parents in Durham, 
And there was this restaurant called Foster's. And they would sell the edges of the blondies in a bag for a dollar. And we would come down from New York City where nothing is a dollar. Nothing. And I was like, we, wait, they sell my favorite thing in a bag for a dollar? We're moving. And then you got a job offer literally as we were sitting at the table. I was like, we're moving. I've never seen Raleigh, and but we'll yeah. go there. And I'm sure they have edges too. There's right. not a place here that sells edges. There's but not a place here that sells edges in anymore. Raleigh. Oh, yeah. And so I think Blondie Edges and br- Brownie Edges are close second, but Blondie Edges are number one. I would say a rainy day at the beach with when I'm in the middle of a good book. Warm. Warm, a rainy. warm rainy day. Yeah. Not a cold rainy day. A warm rainy day on the beach with and when I'm in the middle of a book because I still like I could finish it and like finishing it. Okay. And I love when at night and over the summer it's been great because there hasn't been homework and things like that. When we're all under a blanket on the couch together and watching a show or a movie and our feet are all kind of touching, <laughs> that brings me joy as well. I think you won that one. Okay. I think I won the first one. I think you won the second one. And it's we're also one, very competitive. Yeah, so it's one to one. Because you did a better job with specifics. Okay. So congratulations. And, and those of you who are listening... If you want to make this competitive with your family, <laughs> no. I don't want you to feel guilty about it because I just did. Yeah. We're like you can vote on who family. gave the best answers. It is it is <laughs> insane how competitive we get as a family. Just anyway. Um, if you had to move, you had to move. Somebody came in right now and said, you have to move. Where would you go? Do you have your answer? No. I've got my answer. Where? I would move to the Alps. Oh. <gasps> Yes. And now you can't have it. Oh, <laughs> you suck. Oh. I don't know where. I don't know. Like there's Italy, there's France, there's Switzerland. I think there's even some German Alps. I don't know. But I, if I had to pick, I think I would take the French Alps. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to see a friend of mine. Well, I've been there three times in the last three years I, I, and I'd never been before. I went for the Amazing Race. Yes. With uh, with my wife and um, some other fantastic people. My smoking hot wife. And then I went, for an NFL fantasy football draft weekend because my friend lives there and he wanted to have us there to a place Mer. called, to a place called Verbier. And then we went on a ski trip to Chamonix and guys, before you think we're like bougie because it was cheaper, it was cheaper than going to Colorado. Oh my gosh. I know. I tell people that and I'm like, let me show you my receipts. Yeah. It was cheaper. <sighs> and it was, it, so the people there just appear to have this, kind of a hive pride in where they live. And because of that, it doesn't, maybe I'm wrong, but there don't appear to be the same egos that they have in other places where I've been. It's like a collective, we're all just happy and like no one's better than anyone else kind of thing. I think, first of all, we're vacationing when we go. So that might not be the best outlook. But there is, I believe, if you were to compare countries, there is more of a mindset in other countries of a sense of community. Yeah. And you saw that in just the response of COVID restrictions, things like that. So there's more of a, so I I saw it from the guys who were driving us around from the people who we encountered who were regulars there. That was what made me want to move. Not necessarily how pretty the mountains were. Yeah. Okay. So you stole that from me. (laughs) When I saw this, I was thinking more, okay, somebody walks in and says, Kim and Penn, you have to go. So I was thinking too many, I wasn't daydreamy enough. 
So I was thinking more logistically practical. speaking. I was very thinking very practical. Practical. Okay. And I love being near the water, and I love a view of the mountains. Don't need to be in the mountains. So I was thinking somewhere in coastal California. Oh yeah. But a small beach town that's not near LA, like somewhere outside of. I don't know. Maybe it's so not Manhattan Beach. Is that no. too close to LA? Yeah, not Malibu. So, that's too close to LA. Yeah. So I don't know. And I, I was thinking more about logistics. Okay, our kids would need to go to an English speaking school. We'd have to do our job. Most of the people, you know, we interact a lot with people uh, out there. So I mean, what we both wanted was the amount of taxes we'd be paying if we went to either of those places. But here's the thing about <laughs> uh, Europe: is universal health care. So true. think of that: the amount of insurance we pay and the amount of medical expenses. Yeah. For things that aren't covered. That's add, true. Yeah. So I think it's all same, same. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. You ready for your next question? Sure. What is a thing you find funny that your spouse does not? You First of all, you have such a good <laughs> sense of humor and you laugh about a lot of things. And there's a lot of things that you find funny that I do not, and I can think of those. I'm just having trouble putting it in yeah. reverse. Can okay. we just can we just have some inside baseball? We stopped and had to re-record this because Kim asked the question and then was about to give something that she didn't find funny, and I was like, "Oh, babe, it's yeah. the other way around." It's the other way around. Okay, um, so what are you thinking? Well, it says a thing, so I'll yeah. just give one. You can give um, several. You don't like practical jokes. 
I don't like being yeah. tricked. <clears throat> yeah. I don't like being. You, yeah. Which is what a practical joke is. Correct. Yeah. So you don't like practical jokes. I don't jokes. like being surprised. Yeah. You don't like. Um, here's the thing. You say you don't, but you would. You like a good baseball to the testicles. I don't Every once enjoy in a while. watching videos of people getting hurt, but something about the Get, America's Funny Some videos, like a dad getting kicked in the nuts is actually- By a baby with like a baseball bat. Uh, that is actually pretty funny to me. Yeah, um, but everything else but is every, off. So that region I do think is funny, and I'm sorry <laughs> about that, but every he'll say- Oh my gosh. And he'll show me a video of a football player getting, you know, or, or I don't know, you, or somebody, something happened yeah. to somebody that, I, that they fall, like they, a bicyclist falls and 50 cyclists behind him fall. Yeah. And I mean, as long as everyone's okay. You'll think, I just, I hate watching people get yeah. hurt. Usually, usually to me, the, the ones that I laugh at are people who they're like, they set up a camera because they want to show people how daring they are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So that's, like that part is funny. Like yeah. I don't, I don't love a babe. I don't want you to think that I love just a mass like Peloton disaster in the Tour de France. Like those yeah. could be pretty painful. I would think I giggle a lot at things on TikTok, and I'm trying to remember the genre. And I will wake you up to show them <laughs> to you, and you were like, "Okay, cool." There's so there's a lot of things on TikTok I find funny. You know what's interesting? Like TikTok is so specific, right? right. We have our we have our own things that we laugh at and you do you like you laugh and it is a belly laugh of full joy. And I want to give credit to TikTok for this because whatever their algorithm is, they really have figured out what makes you laugh. Oh, I know what you think is absolutely wonderful. And it is very specific to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I wonder if other people go through this because it's true. I, I watch and I think it's the expectation that I'm about to see the funniest thing ever. Yeah, because I hand it to you going, oh my gosh, you have to watch yeah. this. It's like what happened with Napoleon Dynamite. So when we were living in New York, I watched Napoleon Dynamite and I was cackling all night. And the next morning I was like, I can't wait for you to watch this movie. It's unbelievable. You have to see this. And I, I've set the expectations so high that you watched it and you were like, hang on. And then you watched it again and you loved it. Hey, but it took me the first time. I was like, oh, I set you funny. up for that. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think that's what happens with TikTok sometimes. I wonder yeah. if that happens to other people. Like they get so locked in on their type of humor and then they send it to their family or friends and they're like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Next question. Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do as a family? Well, I already said vacation once and I don't want to redo that. And I would like to be more specific. I'm just, you're, I haven't thought about this. So you mm-hmm. can hear my thought process here. It's got to be something where we're away from the house though. It just feels like our house has become a place of screens <laughs> where we're, we're, we're always, all working. We're always studying. either working or preoccupied or, or whatever it is. And so I think it would be something away. I've got it. It's going snow skiing. Mm. And I know that that's not super ideal yet for everyone. We have different skill levels. He's looking at me. Yes. But no, you're quite good. Actually, you're like, you can control yourself on a slope. Lola's really good. PC, I think is now up to a much better level after practice. He's better than I am. But we, we don't always stick together on the slope. Sometimes we pair off. Sometimes we're together, but it's, it's, there's always something that's sort of challenging. There's a lot of exercise. We always have this kind of lunch that we'll do somewhere that where there's a beautiful view of, something and then we're here's why i love it we're so exhausted that at night we all just kind of get cozy at night and fall asleep at like eight o'clock 
So similarly, so you said vacation and travel before. I think vacation and travel brings me joy. I do love snuggling on the couch with my family. So either going big or literally going home are bring me so much joy um, as a family. But I would say one of my favorite days as a family recently is we went to the beach and in the little town we were in, they had a 5K. And it was, uh, and it was you know, not, not a ton of participants, but it was, it was a fun little route. And we just said, hey, like we signed up the night before, got a free t-shirt and it was a beautiful course. We ran it. Of course, Penn and Lola won their age group, which is hysterical. PC smoked the entire, everybody in the family. But because people are very fast when you're 13, he did not win his age group. I um, didn't pee, pee my pants so bad and I finished. So there's that. So as a family, we ran a 5K and then we went out and got coffees and then we went on a bike ride and then we went to the pool and then we went to the beach and we just had this really active day. And I was so, to your point, I was so tired at the end of the day that it's one of those where where your body is so tired, but I love that feeling. The fullness. of, But just you- And then the- Yeah, and it just, I love the feeling of having moved so much that you're, it's like a good sore. And we were all, and we played game, we played games around the dinner table. And so that was one of, uh, that is one of my favorite family days that we've had in a long time. Yeah, I agree. I also, I think probably because we're, uh, because I'm, drinking less i think you are too like you're it's that it's that natural kind of like buzz right that you get from either running or jumping or swimming or playing pickleball whatever it is that just kind of makes you tired and and your brain is like oh you're i'm gonna release some chemicals for you as a reward okay next question with so much pressure to be a perfect parent how do you cope so this is for the parents in the car. And maybe you can ask your kids with so much pressure to be the perfect student, how do you cope? Penn, I'm gonna take a first stab at this and say that we uh, know we're not perfect and I don't feel the pressure to be a perfect parent. In fact, I think something we've done well is to say to both of our kids, and we said it, as recently as yesterday to our kids. Hey, I really think we screwed that up. I don't know how to undo that. I'm really sorry. I should not have said it like that. You're right. I'm sorry. And so we try so hard to be good parents, but that we we know we can't be perfect. What do you think? Well, I'm going to take a minute and give you credit for doing that yesterday. I was with you for that. And when you said it, my first reaction was to defend you and say, oh no, honey, I don't think there's anything we could have done. And then I thought about it and realized that maybe there was something that we could have done. Mm -hmm. But not only that, the fact that you just said that at all, um, our child's demeanor immediately changed. Yeah, Uh, They felt like part of the process, Mm -hmm. they felt seen and heard because they were upset about something that was going on in our family and in our family dynamic. And the, the fact that you just said that and had no ifs, ands, or buts, and I didn't, I didn't say anything either. I just kind of stopped and I watched and I marveled a little bit because uh, not only is that, I think, important for the kid to hear, but also for you to give yourself 
the grace and understanding to know that, yeah, we're going to screw up sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but don't you feel like they were almost, that, that almost de-escalated everything entirely? And I think I learned, um, I read it in one of those parenting books really early on that even you're supposed to even apologize to your toddler if you screw up or if you lose your temper in an inappropriate way sort of thing. And then it was um, confirmed by Dr. Lisa Demore. We've had her on several times and she's one of our favorite guests, mostly because we ask her all of our parenting questions. And she said, just by admitting to those sorts of missteps and and having those conversations you really can you you really can make a difference and improve a relationship and i don't know if it fixed it but i do think that yeah we kind of we kind of you know we, we're not at fault for everything i'm no. not going to be one of those people that takes fault for everything but yeah in that particular way yeah we kind of sucked i'm well, sorry it, it certainly doesn't fix it but isn't that the world that you want your family to go through, which is we're doing the best we can. We're going to screw up. And if we do, we're going to take accountability of it with no ifs, buts, ors. You didn't say, I'm sorry if. Yeah. I'm sorry. You didn't even say, I'm sorry. It wasn't necessary. You just said, I think we messed up. It was we. I did apologize. Well, but I, my point is, I don't, I don't think that that word is as powerful as I think we messed up. Yeah. And that was a mistake on our part and I'm not sure how to undo it. Like, mm -hmm. just say it honestly. I By think the way, it's not was, like that big of an issue. Like, I mean, it's, a, it's enough of an issue, but I don't want people to think that like there's a big, huge problem in our family. We're fine. What do you, how much pressure to be a perfect parent, how do you cope with it? I don't know that I feel pressure to be a perfect parent because I know that I'm not one. Yeah. Does that make sense? That same. That's. I mean, that's why I don't feel pressure at all. Maybe they asked that question because we're outwardly regarded as as a people who we may we may portray the roles uh, as perfect parents, but we're not. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, and here's the other thing I want to answer. It says, "How do you cope?" I don't know if I do a good job coping. Yeah. I don't know how good I am at receiving feedback as a parent. I think I'm pretty darn good at it. So when someone gives me feedback, even if it's my son or my daughter, it's, you know, because I'm doing so well most of the time, I don't think I take feedback very well. Mm. I don't know if I cope. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get better at coping. I'd like to get back. I'd like to be more like my wife who just sent a great example uh, yesterday by saying, yeah, I, I screwed up and I don't know if I can undo it. But even in that example, I was about to defend myself instead of listening. Yeah. You know, I same. And you know, I feedback is an issue I struggle with as well, but I would say that a big issue is that I think one of the reasons we cope. Okay. Is as a couple, we are both as obsessed with our children's, happiness although happiness is an impossible thing to chase we, we're both equally obsessed so if it was i think if i was in a relationship with somebody who didn't prioritize all of the, all of the things you and i have so many conversations in which you don't make me feel silly for worrying about really silly things <laughs> i mean even this morning i woke you up and with some really ridiculous petty news and <laughs> and you're like babe i hear you it's fine but i was like i'm so frustrated by this really really petty thing in our child's life 
So I think that if I'm I going to get some coffee and then you're going to, you realize you're not in middle school anymore and you're going to get over this, but you don't make me feel silly for that. And I think if I was paired with somebody who found it silly or not important or shrugged it off, it would be problematic and coping would be harder. So we cope by having each other. Well, we cope by outwardly being a vocal mess about our kids. Yeah. Well, you do a better job of it than I do, but. Um. No, you and I, we worry. We Our kids are really, we're at, we're at those stages, right? Like mm-hmm. 13 and 16. There, you, you remember how hard it was to be both of those ages. And so. Yes, I liked 16 I, much more than 13. Which one did you like more? Um, I did not like 13. My poor son. He's actually, <sighs> he's actually handling it much better than I am. I don't know if I loved either. I didn't yeah. have, I didn't love either. It was until college when I loved it. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Now to these, these are the more personal questions. So we hope you hang out. So these may not be travel right. based questions. But okay. there's ways you can reframe them. How is the sober curious journey to uh, catch you up? Uh, we have made an active decision to drink a lot less, not drink nothing by the way. For example, we were at PC is on the cutest little basketball team. Um, they're not little, they're taller than me, but they're in the, he's in the cutest team. We had kind of an end of the season party and the host offered me a glass of wine and I took it. I didn't mm-hmm. even drink all of it, but I took it, but I hadn't had a drink all week. So our goal is, you know, a unit of alcohol a week or something. So that's where, and so I am reexamining on a Friday night. I'm getting curious about, do I need a drink just because it's Friday? So we're asking each other those questions. I would say we're doing great. I'm impressed with us. I feel a lot better. Yeah. Um, I So I think last time we talked, one of the bigger challenges was just having to explain this everywhere you go mm-hmm. uh, to people who are just used to you getting a beer. And if you don't get one, they look at you. When like, you know why. Yeah. And so I guess I'm not a woman. And the women have all experienced this. And when they experience it, it's because they're pregnant and they have to lie about it for three months until, um, until they're able to tell people that they're pregnant, which is that, by the way, that's just not fair. That's mm-hmm. just crazy that like the, that there's such an expectation for people to drink that I bet you 90, I bet you a lot of you listening, people have discovered that you're pregnant because you say that you don't want to drink. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So guys don't deal with that. Which makes it, I think, a little more rare mm-hmm. when they say, I'll take a Heineken Zero when you're sitting with friends. Um, so what I've done is I've, I've not, I've, after the first week of getting sort of through the new routine, I realized I was avoiding going to places. And I'm like, why am I doing that? There's, I can go sit with, drink or whatever. So I've gone back to these instances where I've sat with people, hung out with them. Um, oh, this is fun. Uh, I, had, I had two drinks one night mm. and I felt like garbage the next day. Mm. So I'm learning that like my tolerance is definitely down, but also I think it's just a sign that whatever I'm putting in my body is probably not very good for me. Okay. Um, and so, okay, but I did, uh, <laughs> I had, so I had, um, I had a, a drink the other night because I was at a golf tournament mm-hmm. and all of the people who were playing uh, all went to a bar together the night before. And I've been a part of this before. And it's, it was so easy. I, I just, the like Heineken Zero was everywhere. Right. I just kept ordering it over and over again. And it was a karaoke bar. And I, um, I was worried that I wasn't going to be comfortable mm-hmm. like singing because every time I've ever sang karaoke, I've had a few beers, multiple units of alcohol. Felt fine, sounded like my voice felt better the next day. But the ne- we got to the we got to the tournament the next day, 
I had to remind two people what happened that night <sighs> and two other people who I'd spent multiple uh, minutes talking to introduced themselves to me. Wow. So, and I didn't have a problem with it. I wasn't like mad, but I was like, wow, I wonder if I've been that person before. I, I always keep a close eye on you. You, I don't know. You're not. I've like got a pretty that. good governor. Yeah, you're, you're pretty good. You never get like that. You never get sloppy like that. But like, no, but none of them were, they were wonderful, lovely people. They had great conversations. I was just sad because. Um, You'd had a great conversation. And yeah. It, and I made them laugh and they, they probably thought I was cool. And then they don't know you me. You have to start over <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, I got to start over again. Okay. How is Life Skills Summer going? Uh, we had made a proclamation that we're doing this thing that every family member picks a night of the week to cook and you have to gather all of the supplies yourself. You have to get a recipe and you have to go. Um, it worked-ish. And it's, so we're leaving town tomorrow. So I don't have any groceries in my house. So the past two nights we've had takeout because I didn't want to buy groceries to be gone for a week. But I will say my son, I'm very, he's the one that probably needs the most little nudging. Um, he makes all of his food up until dinner. He made tacos that were very good. He's made some spaghetti that's, uh, you know, it's getting there. So it's, it's going and we are making active, we are actively getting our kids to do more things. I've discovered that a lot of times I'm doing things just because it's easier if I do them. So I'm stopping myself and making sure, especially my son, picking up the things, putting the things away, taking the things out, you know, it just contributing more and knowing how to contribute more. I don't have much to add except our daughter decided to make her own pasta. As one, of, as one of her things from scratch. And she kept apologizing for it because it wasn't exactly how she wanted it to come out. But she was already planning about how she was going to do it the next time. And that yeah. to me is a really good sign yeah, that we're no, doing something she, right. She didn't have, we don't have the tools. I mean, I know this is shocking to you. We don't have like one of those like pasta things. So it was all you don't? thicker than normal <laughs> pasta, but it was good. And it was, I was super impressed. I went back for like seconds and thirds because yeah. you know, it's pasta. Because it's pasta, but yeah. she wants to try it again. So I'm super impressed. Next question. Are you doing a book club? I had put out on Instagram stories because I read the book, The Measure, and I it was one of those times where I wish I was a member of a book club so we could all read it and talk about it. Yes, is the is the answer. Yes, we're going to do a book club. We're trying to figure out because as you heard of this podcast, we're actively writing a book and we're developing a game. We're doing videos. And so I don't want to add something that doesn't get done correctly. So we're figuring out a way to do it in which would be a good way to discuss things but also maybe we are interviewing the author and that you know we just want to do it right so we are so pay attention for an announcement very very soon and just to add uh kim's books are a way better candidate for this than my books uh, i mean it's fine i they're yeah. like my books sell like five thousand copies worldwide but i love them because it's just a weird genre that i read yeah. so but um yeah you're like you're actually very good at at reading books quickly and i think you would i think that you would be able to start a really cool discussion about any book that you read well i i, I love books and i get sad when they're over and i want to talk about them okay in this question i'll let you answer this one pen do you think your family would have done well on the family season of Amazing Race. So that was with the younger kids, you mean? So with the Amazing Race had only one season yeah. 
of families. And so there were older kids, younger kids. It was, But it was families. Right. And this is a question you guys could ask in the car. Do you think your family would have done well? So you're referring to if Penn, Charles, and Lola were a team, not all four of us. No, all four of us. Was it all four of us? Yeah, so the family season. Gosh, I think think we'd do pretty well. I mean, I... We, we've been trying to teach our kids. It, it really comes down to how you communicate, right? We've been trying to teach our kids to talk to each other the same way that we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we're above the curve on that. Our kids are really smart. We did like a trivia thing at the beach and they did really well. I would imagine with families, the biggest challenge and even me, and I'm not a child, but I act like one sometimes, The biggest challenge is being able to slow down, take a deep breath and look at what's in front of you and not panic. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest like that. I I would hate to see that happen to my child Mm -hmm. where, because when you see it on television, it makes you look kind of silly. Remember the the mail room when I was staring at the clue? Yeah. Like I would be really bummed out if that happened to my child and, and everyone was laughing at them and screaming at them like they were at me. I didn't mind it as, as me because it was, I thought it was was me and it was actually kind of funny. I guess part of the answer is I don't know if I would want to take them. Yeah, I think we we talked to Phil about it. Um, It was one of our long conversations on the plane. He's the host of the show. And we asked why it didn't have more than one life, one season. And I think part of it is because when the kids got eliminated, they were really upset. And Phil's a father and he's a wonderful human. And I think he hated having to tell children that they were eliminated. That they were eliminated. And I mean, it's really, and they, they oh, try so hard. And, yeah. and yeah, so I think, I think that being said, I, I don't think I would want our fam- family to go as a family, but I think they would do, I think we'd do well. Uh, Lola and PC, I think are going to be, it's going to, they're going to be the first winners, like children of winners that win. The first second generation the winners. The first second generation winners of the amazing race. And they joke about it a lot because they love, you know, when they're at the beach or just or now that Lola has her license, they love going on little field trips, just them. And they love to kind of figure out where they're going. And PC is supposed to be the navigator and gets her lost. But she, the, the line is always like, buddy, if we're going to be on the amazing race, you've got to get your, you know, get it together and tell me where we're going. So they are when they're doing a puzzle or something like that, it's like, well, this will be, I'll do the puzzles on the amazing race. Like they're, they're So I think they'll be the first second generation winners. I love it. I hope it happens. Final question. This is for Kim. Yeah. How do you make mom friends as an introvert? <laughs> I put that on there. Oh, that was from you. No, no, no. I, oh. put, I, I no. Somebody asked that question. Oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Um, cool, cool, cool. So I don't, <laughs> I'm kidding. It is hard. And I think, gosh, maybe this is an entire podcast. Um, I struggle with it. And I think there's a reason why a lot of my still dear friends are friends we made when our, specifically Lola was in preschool. I'm still very tight with those women. I do have some new, really close, good crew in here and where we live now, but from college or first jobs are my best friends, but I have trouble making like good connections because I think women in general are very, very busy and I don't have a hobby like tennis that forces you together. So I feel intimidated breaking into 
friend groups. And I think also, if I can get a little inside baseball here, I've put out a lot of content about broadcasting that I'm an introvert. And a lot of people are trying to be respectful and they don't talk to me because they're trying to be respectful to the point people will message saying, hi, I saw you. I didn't want to, you know, disturb you. So I didn't come say hi. And I think that happens in our school communities um, because they're, you know, middle school and high school. I think some moms are being respectful by not reaching out. And I have put up so many boundaries that I think I have made myself hard to get to. And the part that makes me really sad is I think not so much with Lola because I feel like I made friends with Lola's friends' moms very early. But I feel like for PC, I feel like he misses out on social things because I think for boys, the moms do a lot of organizing here and there. But I feel like he misses out on a lot because I'm not super social. So I have made a concerted effort to reach out and try to be more social with moms in PC's grade mm-hmm. because, you know, he mentioned, you know, this get together, like this end of the school get together. And it was organized by the moms, but I'm not, you know, friendly with those moms. So he didn't get invited. And I'm like, oh, God. And it was when you talk about it, when you like you do it like a, the tiniest bit of digging, it was it was the moms and they were friends from preschool. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the, it's the preschool mom friends. And I, which is fine, which I totally get. And I don't want to intrude on. So the the answer to that in a very vulnerable way is I'm not good at it and I'm trying for the sake of my kids to be better at it. Do you think that people misunderstand the term introvert the same way that they misunderstand the term ADHD? I think that people don't understand that introverts love people. They love being around people, but it's how we recharge. And so I recharge by being alone on my couch and I could probably do, you know, we're leaving town and we're going to have some very people-y visits. I'm excited. We're going to see my family, but it's going to be a lot of people for, you know, four or five days in a row. Even people I love the most, it's going to take me a day or two to recharge from that. I think, yes, the answer is yes. I think people say, oh, she's an introvert and she says that openly. Let me, I'll just respect that and not talk to her. I think, Yeah, I've created a weird boundary. I also think it's misunderstood because I've noticed this so many times when people come up and talk to you and and say, well, you're an introvert, so, and then the next thing is like, you know, you're going to be hiding in a corner somewhere or you're, you're shy. To be clear, I have hidden corners. You have, but you're not shy. No. You're confident. You're very fun. Um, there's this, there's this stigma that the introvert is a uh, wallflower and, uh, you are Kim, you are the life of many, many parties and you're very desirable to be around. And I think that part is misunderstood as well. When you call yourself an introvert, I think that I'm funny, but not necessarily fun, but that's another podcast. You're both you, you, you are, but maybe you don't realize it. And that's, yeah, that could be another podcast, but, uh, maybe that's our next book. 
is, I mean, I, I do think that people misunderstood what it means to be an introvert. I mean, I think there are more of, more of them out there than people realize. Some people even hide it because they don't want to be typecast as some type of person where in fact they do get their energy from within. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's a well understood term. I'll put it that way. I guarantee you the person who asked the question fully understood the term and I'm grateful for that. But I just always like to bring that up. Well, those are our questions. And if you're driving yeah. somewhere and listening to this, I hope you are driving safely and yeah. you arrive safely and have a wonderful time. Did and you uh, did you did you use all the questions that you got? Or were no, I answered a lot of them on mm-hmm. Instagram. Okay, but these are the ones I just felt like we haven't been asked I got before. You. Were there some that you just totally ignored and didn't and didn't bring up? Um, the, we got a lot of amazing race mm-hmm. questions, which I answered yeah. on Instagram. No, I'm just thinking, like, if someone that you was close to you asked a question, and you oh, for the love of God! So, Pen Holderness asked. Oh my gosh, let me get to Well, it. I was just so excited because I'd never filled out an Instagram poll. How do you manage it all? And I was like, oh, well, that'll be a good opportunity to talk about the support we have. And, you know, and Anne-Marie and Sam and Desmond and, and like all the, you know, the people in our lives that help get things done. And I was like, oh, it was double chin Instagram <laughs> who asked that. The actual but, question was, how do you manage to have it all? <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Is it exhausting having it all? <laughs> okay. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much. And if you did listen to this while traveling, we hope that you got to your destination safely. And we hope you spend your July 4th doing whatever it is that you enjoy doing on July 4th. Okay. Love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.